Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries. This is a briefcase. <laughs> hey. This is a follow-up to our past episode, our past briefcase, a briefcase around the campfire. We recorded it a little while ago, kind of early in 2019, and we haven't done a follow-up yet. So this is our follow-up, and we're doing it. In line with spooky season. So if you notice that the audio is a little different, it's because we are outside. We are recording around a campfire. So we're picking up campfire noises. And we're going to be telling some spooky stories. So we've got some different sources, some places to talk about spooky things. But I think we'll start the day, the night, whenever you're listening, off strong. With the barn door just opening by itself. Uh, that was not. What was that about? That was fun. And it creaked again. I don't like this. Okay. So we'll start. <laughs> the ghosts have come to play. We talked about this last time in our previous one. How, how haunted this place is. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> now that I remember. Yes, we're actually recording at my childhood home. Yes, I grew up here in this house, and we, me and some of my siblings, swear up and down <laughs> that this place is haunted. My dad always thought we were crazy. So we're going to tell some spooky stories today, and I think we'll start with Marcy. This one is back, oh man, I don't know, probably like 10 years ago or something like that, maybe a little more. My youngest sibling... He was, he was pretty young. He was like between four and six years old. We were just on a normal grocery shopping trip, walking around, and we were in the freezer section. And all of a sudden, he just stops, looks over at one of the freezer cases and waves and says, hi, Jamie. Nobody there, nobody around. We were like the only ones in the aisle. All right. Obviously, he knows this. Poltergeist. <laughs> By name. Oh. What's crazy is I don't think we ever mentioned the name Jamie that I could recall. Nobody. Have, we didn't have any siblings named Jamie. We didn't have any uh. like family members named Jamie. The only thing, though, is that it, it's kind of sad, but my, my mom did miscarry a couple of times, and she named those children and one of them she named Jamie oh no and so it kind of freaked her out especially because how how would he know the name Jamie oh my god why did I agree to this (laughs) I didn't want to do this again that's like not not just to see it but to pull the name out of it it's like obviously something went something happened right because how would they just pull the name out of thin air like that it's a little strange too because i don't know creepy kids are the worst yeah you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. like when i'm so scared i'm gonna have a kid and one day oh my god one day my child is gonna come up to me and say mommy will you tell that man to leave or something like that yeah something along those lines and there won't be anyone there yeah yeah. It, uh, disowned. <laughs> yeah. Extra creepy. I don't know what it is about that, but like The Shining, for example, mm-hmm. is oh, a yeah. classic, right? Haven't seen it. Don't. You will. Me. No. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
But I know it's like one of the mainstays. You know, it's one of the staples of scariness. Yeah. Is creepy yeah. children. It's weird, I guess, because they're just so innocent about it, maybe. And they're like, there's no way a kid would make this up. So matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Adam, do you have anything scary you want to share? Are there any nightmares that you have that you, you know, remember? I've t- I talked about it last time. The dark still gets me. You know, I any creaks in the night, you know, my... Growing up in the basement of my parents' house, I learned every creak and sound that the mm-hmm. house made. But whenever there was a different one, I'm out. It's yeah. over. It's over. Because I've, I've got, I had it down to such a rhythm, you know? Clink, boom, tick, here and there, you know, just every couple minutes or, or something. It's just the, the regular sounds of the house. But every once in a while, I'm like... <laughs> no, something's going on and it would it, it just freak me out i mean i didn't yell or scream or run upstairs or anything because i was trying to sleep i would do a thing where i would hear something at night and i would think i'm gonna be ex- very still uh-huh. and not make a move because if the ghost knows that i know it's there it might bother me but if i just leave it alone it'll just go on its way and not do anything. And I think about, so, you know, I grew up here in this house, and I was absolutely terrified of the dark. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night just going out into the hallway to go to the bathroom. I was I was a notorious bedwetter as a kid. Mm-hmm. I wet my bed for a really long time. I'm big enough to talk about it now. I mean, it's yeah. not embarrassing. Who hasn't? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. And I remember getting up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I was just so scared to do that. And... Mm-hmm. One time I went into the hallway and I stood out in the hallway and I didn't see anything. There wasn't anything there to scare me. But I was just overcome with just this sensation of fear and I just screamed. And I remember all everyone, you know, opening their doors and coming out. What is happening? What is going on? And it was embarrassing because there was nothing going on. But it was, it was like, I I don't know. I just looked out into the darkness and I just, something overcame me. I'm telling you, your mind can play the worst tricks on you. And it's Mm -hmm. awful because like you said, there is nothing. But it happens to me still. Like, for example, I'll be taking the trash out at night. Yeah. You know, taking out the trash at night. (laughs) Um, There's a light at my apartment complex that, you know, goes on. All All the lights come on outside at a certain time. But there's one light in particular that I guess overheats way too quickly because it shuts off all the time. Yeah. And guess where that light happens to be? Right near the dumpster. So I am taking the trash out at night and I throw the trash in. I turn around, like, okay, heading back to my apartment. Darkness all of a sudden. Oh, God. Because it's, you know, because my mind immediately thinks, well, the light's off because something is here. Something's happening. I'm dead now. A demogorgon's about to be. Demogorgon, yeah. Any number, any number of things could be happening. Even if the light stays on when I'm out there, my mind is just like, hey, any second now. Any second now, it's going to happen. And I'm on my way back, and I'll see something out of the corner of my eye that turns out to be nothing. 
it's just like, you know, I hear a car moving, you know, before the car shows up, I just hear sounds. Just, your mind is your worst enemy when it comes to being scared because, you know, that, I mean, that's how it works. Even if nothing, nothing at all is happening, I'll have to just keep telling myself as I'm walking back to the apartment, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. And, you know, eventually it calmed down, but it's so easy to just ramp back up to terrified. Yeah. It's it's a very fight or flight response. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the fight, you're not actually fighting anything except for your own mind. So it's it's a weird kind of fight versus flight. Yeah. I... <laughs> I remember always being afraid of the furnace room, always being afraid of the basement, thinking, you know, there was a ghost in there. There was lots of, there was this story of a little girl ghost that my siblings always told, uh. and parts of it were made up, and, you know, it was just, yeah. you know, it was this big, that was like the story, was that there was this little girl ghost living in our house. But the, the reality was that our house always had different ghosts. And every time someone told a story about a ghost, it was a different ghost. It was very rare for the same ghost to appear more than once. And that's why I always, I started to think that it had this theory that our house was kind of like a rest stop. And our ghost just, the ghost just kind of stopped here for a little while and moved on because, you know, this house was built in an old creek bed. Yes. And ghosts like water. And so they're traveling along the creek, stopping at the house. And so there was like this army man that my sister and brother both saw. A couple times there was um, a woman with a towel on her head that my older sister saw and she swore she saw but in my parents bedroom we would go in there at night when we were really young to sleep and my sister Becky went in there one time and saw a man with a hat when she was laying in there she saw a man I think he was shuffling papers wearing a hat and she told us about it and my brother older brother said that years ago he also saw the same person so it was almost like the ghosts there were the ghosts that stayed hung out in that room yikes and the room always felt a little colder Mm -hmm. than the other rooms in the house and sometimes it seemed for no reason Mm -hmm. that you know it was a little colder but that was where i saw the shadows the moving shadows that i until recently didn't realize what could have been ghosts. I would go in there to sleep and my mom would be sleeping on the bed and a shadow would materialize next to her and it looked kind of like TV static. It was kind of like a- I'm out, I'm out. It it was like a TV static kind of, you know, so it was kind of shuffling and it had her voice. And it was like, you know, hi, honey, or, you know, come come here, you know. Um, and I knew mom was asleep, so I knew it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. But the explanation that I came up with was that they were dreams that I was still having while I was awake. Mm. That was what I thought it was. And, and I remember telling my mom, I have dreams even when I'm awake. Mm-hmm. But she didn't seem worried about it, so I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't until recently that I thought, hmm, you know, there are ghosts that mimic voices and there are, you know, I thought about it, you know, there was another time when I fell asleep in there by myself. Mm -hmm. And this time it was the middle of the day and I fell asleep in there and I woke up and there was a woman standing at the edge of the bed and she didn't look like a ghost. She looked 
totally like she was a totally like a real person she looked like she had broken into the house and so she had brown hair i still remember this so well i was i think five or six years old wow and she had brown hair and she was wearing a blue dress i immediately thought she was the virgin mary Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, yeah. that's what the Virgin Mary looks like. And, we, you know, I saw her every Sunday. So I thought that mm-hmm. that was who that was. And she stood there. She saw that I saw her. And she said, don't be afraid. And I could not, I could not help myself. I yeah, was be terrified. terrified. Yeah, I was yeah. absolutely, oh my God. I was uh, so scared. And I, and the, this is all a thing that I, I assume now is a dream. But at the time felt very real. And so I backed up onto the bed and she came toward me. She was coming toward me. She sat down. She reached out for me. She said, please don't be afraid. Please, please don't be afraid. And I threw the cover over my head and I held it down. Because I was scared she well, was going to rip it off. Well, under the covers, you're you're protected from all things scary. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And I, I remember holding them down. As she didn't leave, I felt her sitting on the bed. Oh, God. And so I, and she kept saying, like, don't be afraid. I pulled off the covers. I jumped off the bed. I ran past her into my bedroom. I laid down on my bed, covered myself with the covers. And then I woke up in my bed. Man. That was the whole experience. And so when I woke up, the scariest part about it was I woke up and I thought, okay, that was a dream. Mm-hmm. But why am I in my bed now? Yeah. And obviously my parents could have just picked me up mm-hmm. and put me in my own bed mm-hmm. while I was dreaming. But the whole thing felt so real. And I didn't want to ask because I just, I was so scared that they were going to be like, no, we didn't do that. And so I've always thought about that. It was so real that I just, even thinking Jeez, about it now, it's, it was terrifying. I felt like I saw something. Like, it was something weird. And it was in their room. <sighs> and the fact that it was so grounded in reality, there was nothing about it that was strange, except for the woman in the room. Yeah. yeah. Everything was exactly as it is in the real world. And so that was the thing that made it so scary because it really felt like it had just happened. A friend of ours died a few years ago about... The beginning of college. Yeah, it was eight years ago. And uh, right after, I had a dream where he came into my room. And it was very similar to that. Mm. We, We had a discussion not too long ago, but all three of us... You, you guys were just talking about it. And yeah. Like, Wait a second. Yeah. So we we were talking about scary things that have happened to us before. Spooky things. I noticed that I would see things out of the corner of my eye. And it was always like a black circle or something. Oh, my God. Hiding in the corner of my eye. Yeah. I would see it. I'd see sometimes when I was driving, I saw it mm-hmm. a lot when I was driving. Driving. Yes, you know, looking in the rearview mirror, I'd see things go past the, and, and it was just this weird, it's like I was being followed by something. I told Marcy about it, and Marcy was like, actually, because Marcy's quite the debunker. I don't know if people, <laughs> people know this. Marcy is quite the debunker, and so I told Marcy about it, thinking she would tell me, you know, you're tired, and you're in mourning, you know, so it really, you could just be seeing something. She said, no, actually, I've seen that too. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I was driving at the time I was going to college, and so I was driving there, and it's a fairly long drive, and I was, I remember clearly, I was on, um, I believe it was the right side of the road, so there was nothing, there was no cars or anything that could be passing me or going beside me, and um, it was highway, so like, it's just grass, there's nothing, and just like this, exactly, like a sphere or a black sphere or so, just like, past me it was so yeah like real and yeah, visceral yeah, and it was like it was nothing that could be explained yeah, i mean it, it's it, not anything normal and it's yeah and it's just gone before you even realize yeah you know mm-hmm. we just what was that and it's just yeah. too, it's gone yeah and we were talking about this me and marcy independently we were talking about it while adam yeah. was present because we just didn't even we were, talking about the show or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we just didn't we were just like, "Oh my gosh, Adam's like this used to happen to us, whatever." And Adam cut us off before we could even <laughs> really explain, ex- you know. Yeah. And he described exactly what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It was the exact same thing happening around the same time and we had no idea it it had yeah. been about 8 years mm-hmm. and we never talked about it no yeah. we never had that conversation until yeah. recently because i remember i remember when it came back up because you brought it up cuz you at the time thought maybe i just made this up in my head maybe i didn't talk to marcy about this maybe she didn't yes. actually see all that you know sometimes you just kind of forget things over the years and so you brought it up again and i was like oh no yeah i i remember that i remember us talking about that and how how i had that same thing happen and then that's when we brought it up to adam we were like hey like around yeah, this time <laughs> yeah so People listening, if anyone I know is listening, that <laughs> happened to me. But I, yeah, I didn't tell a soul. But then when I told, when I heard you guys talking about it, I was like, oh my god. I couldn't, I, I still, to, I still right now, as I'm speaking, am floored that, that all three of us have experienced this. <laughs> I couldn't believe it either. I, yeah. I can't believe it's the same thing. It blows my mind. Yeah. There have been physical things here that have been kind of spooky. I know in recent years, my sister told me that when she was living here, she had lots of problems with the door locking on her, where she would would go go out front to get something, come back, door was locked. And, you know, it could happen. I mean, there's so many reasonable explanations for that kind of thing. But it just seemed like it happened so often that she thought it was really strange how often it happened. And uh, there was one story my dad told me about waking up in the middle of the night to a music box playing nope. in the living room. Nope. <laughs> one, one thing that did happen in my house recently was when I first moved in. Oh, boy. There is nothing more disheartening than moving into a new house and having a scary thing happen. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever bought a house... You know how hard it is. <laughs> and so you've gone through all of this, and then something happens, and you're like, fuck. You know, like, I can't. Well, I, I can't stay here. Yeah, honey. and it's like, but I can't leave. So I, it was, the house was still empty. We hadn't moved our things into it yet, but we, it was ours. Mm-hmm. And I went upstairs one night. We had one room, just had a table and a lamp in it. And I went up there to turn off the lamp, 
and I walked in, and I heard a voice. No, not voices. And it sounded like a little girl. No. Okay. It sounded like it, I, I don't know if it said anything, it said maybe like hello or something, but it was like, it's just like a sound, it sounded like a voice of a little girl. And I remember I heard that in the room, and I went, no, no. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. That yep. I did I didn't tell I didn't tell my husband. I didn't I was like, you know what? Oh, I didn't hear yep. that. Yep. I'm not acknowledging it. And since then nothing has really happened in that house and it feels fine. Mm-hmm. But I was just like I walked in there, I was like, I no. I'm not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not living in a haunted house again. <laughs> it's uh, maybe you were maybe you were just rude enough to the ghost. <laughs> It was like, all right. Oh, fine. fine if you don't fine. want my haunts. <laughs> you know, to a ghost, a haunt is a very nice thing for them to do. Yeah. You, d- you know, you, oh, this person is lovely. They are deserving of my haunt. <laughs> there are some spooky tales that I've heard where one of the rules is they're not able to get you in your house unless invited in. I mean, that's a ve- it's a vampire thing, mm-hmm. but it also correlates to some other spooky stuff. I've heard stories of skinwalkers. You guys heard of skinwalkers before? Mm-hmm. They're these terrifying beast people, half wolf, half person. Not a werewolf exactly because they can like freely change and they're just a regular wolf when they're in animal form or maybe not, <laughs> you know. But the idea is that they can't come in unless you invite them in. And they're, they, they're, they're going to trick you so you don't know who, what they are or anything. So you just like, oh, a stray dog. Oh, how cute. Come on in over it's over after that right i i've been listening to some spooky podcasts like an idiot but there was one story where this person went to their grandmother's house who lived in basically a cabin right up against some woods but not really deep in the woods quite um and she had been feeding a stray dog you know for a little while a couple weeks and it's here or there They've see, they had seen it before, mm-hmm. you know, and it was totally fine. It seemed fine. And then they the, the last time they went, it was later in the evening. It was the first time they'd ever been over there um, that late, and it was dark. And they hadn't seen the dog all day, and neither had their grandmother seen the dog all day. When they were outside at, at around a campfire just doing their thing, and they hear just some noises... And they turn around, and it's the dog standing up on its hind legs, pawing at the door, pawing at the, the, the knob, the doorknob, trying to open the door. Not just pawing at the door like you do, like you see dogs, or not like cats scratching at the window or whatever. No, it's got its paws on the doorknob. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get in this door. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, God, obviously freaked out. Mm-hmm. Dog scared ran away they went inside and told their grandmother what had just happened because she she must have not heard it she must have been i don't i don't know the, all the details but they told her and she immediately was like this dog is gone she one of the one of the ways to get rid of a skinwalker apparently one of the rules is that if you kill it with ashes something that has been dipped in ashes oh it will work. Okay. So this, <laughs> their grandmother grabbed some ashes from the fireplace and went outside with a gun. 
and was gonna like I mean the dog was already gone at that point but it was like immediately the grandmother was like this is a skinwalker I knew she knew exactly what it was she knew exactly what to do and I was like oh my gosh that's terrifying man I couldn't go back yeah if anything like that happened to me like I maybe my first thought would be it's just a dog this is a stray dog that she's been feeding. It wants food or whatever, but it was it was trying to open the door. All of that is, all of that is very scary. So my father used to write for a hospital magazine. He actually still does, but this is a different hospital magazine. So, thirty years ago, he asked for staffers at the hospital to come up with or to tell him scary encounters, scary stories, and uh, they are awesome. I love them. I'm not ready. My body's not ready. <laughs> All right. As an Ohio State student trying to fulfill my humanities requirements, I took an evening folklore class. We studied ghost stories around Halloween, and upon passing out xeroxes of an old family photo, my teacher shared an interesting story. While she was researching her family history for a thesis, a great aunt had her go through her attic to look for old documents. In the bottom of an old chest, my teacher found a curious brown tone photo that had been shot in front of a run-down cabin. In the photo were an elderly couple, three younger men, two other women, and a boy about five. In the early days of photography, exposure times were often five minutes or longer, so everyone had to stand still until the shutter was closed, which explains the somber looks often seen in family photos of that period. But the somber face that piqued my teacher's curiosity belonged to a small toddler in a sailor suit who was inside the cabin window, pulling aside the lace curtain to peer out at the crowd. When my teacher showed it to her great aunt, the woman turned white. Give it back. You were never supposed to see this, she said. My teacher refused, opting instead to show it to other relatives, all of whom were horrified and insisted that she destroy the photo. Finally, the great aunt who had hidden it offered an explanation. One of the women shown was herself at age 20. Others were her sisters, her parents, her brothers, and her brother-in-law. The five-year-old was the great aunt's nephew, Teddy, whose mother had died while bearing another child about three years before the picture was taken. That child also died. Nope. When my teacher asked about the child in the window, her great-aunt said he was Teddy's older brother James, who had died with the croup two years before Teddy was born. James was buried in a sailor's suit. The great-aunt said the family had agreed to destroy every copy of the photo, but it was the only picture ever taken of her mother, so she had hidden it to preserve the one recorded memory of the woman. And to this day, my teacher said, Teddy, who is her father, insists that he remembers in his childhood playing with the child in the sailor suit, while all his relatives swear that Teddy was the only little boy for miles around. No, man. Needless to say, my class spent its break interpreting the actual framed photo, examining it for airbrushing or cut-and-paste lines around the figure in the window. It gave me the creeps, but what really sent chills down my spine was a hand that I discovered on the other window in the photo. Looking carefully, you could see another figure in the window, opposite the toddler, not visible on the Xerox, an adult woman holding a baby. Her hand was clutching the curtain as if she couldn't decide whether to pull it aside. Was it Teddy's deceased mother and her last child? My teacher, having never detected those those two images, was totally weirded out. 
The only other people in this family were my dad's, Teddy's mother, and his younger brother, she said, and they were both dead when this was taken. I guess no one wants to miss being in a family photograph. Dude, come on now. I'm Ghosts are real. It's just, I mean, and it's terrifying. That was from Joy Swiatecki, and she wrote that for this magazine, and I really appreciate that because I love that story. Ugh, I don't... I hope you enjoyed our second briefcase around the campfire. Yeah, um, I'm still scared. <laughs> Last time we had a, that spooky car horn, but luckily nothing that bad this time. But dang, some of these stories. Just a creaking shed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Don't remind me of the spooky shed that opened at the beginning. Because the door's still open over there. If this house is haunted, my parents always told me, if it's haunted, they're really nice ghosts. That's what they always said, because they've never bothered us. That always still seemed to... I didn't really like that. I still felt like I was being watched all the time. Yeah, no, I don't care if they're not doing anything physically to me. They're, <laughs> they're there and they're watching. And who knows what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they could be doing things that you don't notice. Like they could move stuff. and you just, or, or maybe when things go missing, it was their fault. It's like... Yeah. No, I'm not okay with it. I don't care if they're nice. Get out of my house. <laughs> as long as they're not demons, I think I'm yeah. I'm okay. I guess it's yeah. true. There 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 can be worse, but I don't want any of it. <laughs> Spooky stuff is not fun. But for some reason here I am. <laughs> yeah, have a spooktacular spooky time. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.